Nobody actually thinks of chicken and ribs. <laughs> Pizza and cookies. Pizza and cookies? Like you eat them together? You like eat them in the same meal. You don't put pizza and cookies together inherently. It's not like, oh, I had my pizza. Now, where are the cookies? Those aren't two Sounds things. Sounds like I... something you'd say. It is. <laughs> I love both of those things, but I was thinking more like peanut butter and chocolate. Like, those go together. Oh. Welcome to I Love This, You Should Too. My name is Indy Randawa, and with me is my very thirsty co-host, <laughs> Samantha Hees. It's me. That's, yep, that's her. I thought we would be all energetic for this, but then instead we we went skating and ate a bunch of pizza, so now we are all logy. Yes. And sleepy. Tired. My legs are really, like, tired. And we just want to be cozy. Yeah. But what cozier thing to do than to podcast? Yay! Yay. <laughs> I'm so glad we did that in unison. <laughs> yeah. We've been practicing. This is a take 19. We've yeah, been practicing we this. practiced this. Well, let's get into things. We usually do some picks of the weeks, some things that we've been watching or listening to that we feel we need to talk about. So what do you got going on right now? Um, I've been listening to a lot of Potterless. Uh, it's this podcast hosted by a guy who had never read or seen any of the Harry Potter movies or books. And uh, he read them as like an adult. So he went through and like really dissected them and kind of breaks down some of the really like weird things that happen that you might not catch as a kid. Um, it's really good. What's a weird thing that we all take for granted in Harry Potter? Um, just like some of the, like the language that they use, um, that like kids probably don't know what it means. And then they just kind of, you know, you just like read over it and keep going. Oh, like when Hermione drops the N word. No, Hermione never says the N word. Oh, okay. Well, Good. I'm glad she doesn't. So he has like fun segments. Um, like he has a British friend, so he'll occasionally call her and get her to like translate whatever the word was. And so it's it's kind of neat. Like when Hermione calls Ron a wanker. Yeah. Like, what is that? And then the British friend's like, oh, it means he's jacking off. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, she comes in and like describes what the word is used as in like in Britain. It's pretty cool. Um, I think you'd like it. Maybe I should do a podcast like that because I am going to finally read all the Harry Potters soonish. Soonish. I get a lot of heat for it because I am in the library You're world. You're like a librarian, <laughs> and you haven't read the yeah, Harry Potter books. Especially for children, and I've never read them. I don't know. They're all right. They're, the movies are pretty good. If you're into it, it seems like you have to just be insane for it. Right. And then if I read them and I just go like, oh, yeah, they're pretty good. That's just not enough for children's librarians. They'd all get so angry at me. They're saying, no, you must have tattoos. I think that's the most common tattoo of librarians is Harry Potter related ones. Oh, really? I know a few people with Harry Potter tattoos. Oh, see, that that's like almost a little too far for me. Your tattoos are all of... Muppet Babies, right? Yeah, just uh, full Muppet baby sleeves. 
Oh my god, if someone had that, I'd be best friends with them. You'd like that? Yes. Oh. I love Muppet Babies. You guys should all go watch Muppet Babies. You know what? That should be my pick of the week, but I'm not ready for it because really, you need a lot of time to prepare to talk about Muppet Babies. Do you? Yes. Oh. Just that theme song you can talk about for so long. Okay. Well, we'll talk about Muppet Babies another time. Okay. So, Indy, what are you into this week? I wanted to talk about a movie that we saw together. Oh, Muppet Babies? No, you don't watch nearly enough Muppet Babies, and I, I'll never forgive it. Oh, <laughs> I didn't realize this was a big deal. I'll try harder in the future. I want to talk about Joker. Oh, yeah, we saw that. So I think we both might be in the minority on our opinions on that movie, because there are two popular opinions. Yes. One, this is the greatest movie ever, and it's a genius performance. This director is a genius, and it's going to sweep the Oscars. The second opinion is that this movie is terrible. I hate it. It's, I don't know why they hate it. It seems like it's one of those two always. Yeah. And both of us are kind of like, yeah, it's pretty good. I feel like you didn't really get it. What didn't you get? I don't know. I just felt like it was... It, it wasn't like a specifically complex movie or anything, but it the way they played it kind of made it seem like it was way more complex and like it felt very over my head at times. And I was like, but I understand all the themes that are going on. It was just like the way that they did it made it seem really like like intellectual or something. And it just felt like I constantly didn't know what was going on that's, or what they were trying to reference maybe. That's really interesting that you'd say that because... I I completely get what you're saying. And I think one movie that I liken this to is Inception. Not that the movies really have anything to do with each other, but when Inception came out, lots of people said this is the greatest movie right. because it's so smart. And then I saw it and I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Like, I don't know what you're all going on about. It, it's a good movie, though. I have nothing bad to say no. about that movie. But I think since so many mainstream audiences weren't used to seeing something that could be open-ended, that would have many layers like that, that it seemed like the smartest thing ever. Because when you're only used to seeing Fast and the Furious 1 through 4, because after that they actually get pretty fun. <laughs> but uh, if you're used to seeing that and then you see Inception, of course you think like, wow, this is amazing. Because maybe you just don't realize that there's lots of complex movies out there right. more complex this was just a very popular one that everyone saw yeah so joker i feel is kind of introducing people to a lot of themes that are in so so many movies mm -hmm. but maybe this is the introduction for a lot of mainstream audiences so when they see it they're like oh my god it's so complex because it actually takes this villain character and shows you how that he got there yeah and all I'm saying is like, yeah, every movie should be like that. It's just the other ones are too lazy. Right. It's just that this isn't a lazy movie. That's no. for sure. And maybe that's the difference. Like maybe I just didn't approach it right because I was expecting another like superhero villain movie. And this was very much a, a different style of movie completely. Yeah. And when you talked about maybe not getting things, it's referencing this movie it's almost like one big reference. Everything from this is a reference to a different film. Hmm. So if you are a big fan of 1970s American cinema... Oh, I know someone who is. <laughs> then it's really hard to watch this movie and not just go like, oh, that's from this, that's from this. Uh... And it's not even good or bad. I don't know where I come off on that. Like, is it great because it's paying homage to all these? Or is it bad because it's ripping them off? I don't even know. 
But this movie is just a... If you watch Taxi Driver, you watch The King of Comedy, you've seen Joker. Huh. Yeah, it takes so much of... uh, of what the 70s was all about, like so much, and sometimes it's very specifically, it takes characters and scenes and bits like, directly from a lot of those movies. But it has uh, a lot of those same themes that we've talked about, like the institutions are failing, there's this uh, this class of people that's essentially forgotten, there's a protagonist that's kind of at the end of his rope and feels like he's running out of options, oh. which is which is Dog Day Afternoon, which yeah. is Taxi Driver, which is King of Comedy. It's all of those movies. And it's just a really common theme then. So if you're not used to seeing this, I get why you see Joker and you're like, wow, this is amazing. So if you're in that boat and you love these themes that Joker brings brings out, just go watch every Scorsese movie. <laughs> Indy you're has gonna a love couple it. movies for you. <laughs> The other thing I didn't like about Joker was how often he was in those, like, really baggy, tidy whities Right. I think we talked about this during The Sixth Sense, about how, like, creepy yes. and disturbing it is to see grown men in, like, really baggy, old underwear. What did you think of uh, Joaquin Phoenix's performance? I think he acted it really well. I think he did quite well. Um, his whole, like, range, I felt like he did, like, the entire spectrum of character that you could imagine um, in this one character, which is pretty neat. Most people, even if they don't like the movie, give Phoenix a lot of credit. And I don't know where I am on that. He's good, for sure. But I feel like there's this um, this kind of bias that if someone is just extremely tortured and you can tell it was really hard for them to do all of this, yeah. then we're like, that is good acting. But is that what good acting is? Because this performance is so tortured and it's so torturous to watch. Yes, it was kind of hard to watch in points. Is that good? It's kind of determined ahead of time. He lost all this weight and he's so tortured, therefore it is good. Right. But I don't know always. We have uh, a lot of movies recently. It kind of goes that way. Like remember, I think Leonardo DiCaprio finally won for The Revenant. Yes. And it's like, well, yeah, he's out there. He's He actually ate that meat and he threw up everywhere. So that's good acting. But is it? <laughs> I feel like you get lots of credit if something was really hard to shoot, mm-hmm. like losing a lot of weight or eating real meat or like like those kinds of things. I feel like actors will get a little bit more credit for like something that's really, really difficult to shoot. Right. But there are like actors who just do a really good job of like acting in a movie and then maybe they didn't have to like go out into the wilderness of Canada to do it outside and like be in the snow and stuff but they're still good at acting yeah I remember I used to do theater and I in this one scene I had to cry and I would get like so worked up about it and then I was trying to figure out how to do it and I tried like just like kind of stabbing myself in the leg (laughs) and trying all these things and some of the best advice I got what did you stab yourself in the leg with tweezers I oh. kept them in my pocket and was oh. kind of like, shh. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so... <laughs> Trying to get some pain Is that going. what method acting is? No, no. Oh. Method acting, you feel like that. You're not using tricks and stuff like that. Oh, was. okay. But then I tried to do it like very much like internally and like think about terrible stuff and like get really sad and do it that way. But I couldn't just like snap back right after. Oh, right. Because you'd have to continue acting. Yeah. And... um uh, some of the best advice I got, not just for acting, but for in life, is uh, my director told me, don't do whatever it takes. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That's yeah, good. That's pretty good. You shouldn't yeah. do whatever it takes. It's good life advice. It really is. Uh, but back to Joker. So I think 
on the downside, it seems like this character, and we're going to do no spoilers for Joker. Mm-hmm. On the downside, there's a character who's getting under a barrage of like the worst things happening. Like yeah. just uh, all these slights and unfortunate circumstances are just ruining everything. And it gets a little bogged down in that sometimes where you're just like, oh, now this and now this. But it does go beyond like just a one note of being that. It was a good journey. Uh, you could see how this character goes through this. It made sense. I feel like it was grounded in reality. Yeah. And like how he becomes to be a a symbol doesn't seem contrived. It seems like it fits for yeah, the world. Yeah, I'd say movie. so. But then I feel like even though they were putting in this work to develop this character, there was a lot of like shortcuts taken. Like there's this bit with him dancing and he does all this weird dancing throughout. And you're like, oh, yeah, his tortured mental state and the tragedy just kind of hits you over the head. And then there's like the lines where he's saying directly like, this is what happens when mental illness is untreated. And we get that that's the point of it. You don't need to hit us over the head. You don't need to like, yeah, go to the extreme to show us that. Yeah. And then there's those shoehorned Batman references, which I think were a little too much. I didn't need them. Oh, yeah. Without ruining it, I won't go into any more about that. But yes, there were some Batman references that were just like, they were too much. Yeah. And at some points you get it and you're like, oh, that's interesting. But then they just take things another step, which I didn't mean. I think another movie this reminds me of a lot is Fight Club. Not in the style of the movie, but more how the audience reacts to it. Because I think one of my big fears of Joker is people looking at this and being on his side. On Joker's side. Yeah. Mm. And saying like, yeah, that's us. And... Oh, like the downtrodden people who feel like they just can't catch a break? Yes. And then now they're just going to like follow what Joker does because he's like their god? Yeah, because he kind of creates this character who epitomizes self-pity and entitlement and rage that, that you feel like everyone's against you. But really, you probably had a good, pretty good go at things. And then to taking that and becoming very, like, psychotically violent. It's yeah. real present in the world today. So you don't want this movie to kind of be the mascot of that kind right. of movement. And it's in real danger of doing that, I think. But then that's another thing. Like, how how much responsibility does the movie have? It's true. Should I like a movie less if people I hate like the same movie? Like, that's not on the makers <laughs> of Joker. No, it's not. Um, I think it would be really easy for people who maybe struggle with mental illness or, like, luck is probably the wrong word, but, like, don't have, you know, everything maybe they ever wanted. Mm-hmm. And to be like, oh, well, you know, I have mental illness and I don't have cool things like this other person, so I'm just going to go out and do whatever I want and there's going to be no... Like, yeah, and then I'm going to be a hero to all the other people like me. Yes, exactly. And there's going to be no, like, punishment for me because I can get away with anything. Yeah, that's, like, how many school shooters sound exactly like that. Exactly, yeah. But, yeah, again, can I penalize the movie for that? I don't think they are pandering to that audience. I don't think so, but I think think that audience is going to pick it up. It was the same with Fight Club. Because when I first saw it, I was in high school or something, and I thought, oh, wow, this movie is so clever, so smart. And then I started talking to other people who love it. I'm like, oh, you are taking this the wrong way. And then I kind of fell away from the movie. And then when I went back and watched it much later, I was like, you know what? This is good. It's smarter than those people realize because it's satirical. And it's saying all these things that they love 
this movie is posing them as terrible things, but they're just not quite picking up on that nuance. And I feel like Joker doesn't, it doesn't have that level of satire for sure. It is very straightforward and earnest, even though if it is complex. I agree. Beyond Joaquin Phoenix, did you like the cast of the movie? I did. I really liked the cast of the movie, actually. I felt everyone was very appropriate. Like, there were no casting choices where you're like, oh, really? Like, Yeah, because there, weren't, there huh. wasn't a lot of, like, star power in this no. movie. And, and I think that's to its No, and nobody was, like, overtly beautiful. Yes, I really liked that. And the, how this cast, like, could have gone so many different yeah, ways. Yeah, it wasn't like you had, like, a Scarlett Johansson or, like, yeah. a Brad Pitt or somebody who's, like, known for being really good looking. Yeah. It's like... You have people who actually look like regular people that you might see on the street in a big city like that. And, like, the female lead, the uh, the neighbor. She, oh, Zazie Beats. Yeah, she is gorgeous, mm-hmm. but it's not in, like, a really overt way. Like, she's not there to be gorgeous. Mm-hmm. She's just there. She's a very attractive woman. And I I enjoy the fact that no one in this movie was like just really good looking that was why they were there yeah they or felt they like cast. they yeah. belonged in this grimy 1970s yeah. although it's supposed to be in the 80s i think yeah. it looks very 70s though. but it 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 was really nice to see a movie especially like a superhero supervillain movie that nobody was there just because they were one of the beautiful people yeah Hollywood. and nobody was just playing themselves yes there's no one whose star was bigger than this movie no if anyone is like de niro is de niro it? yeah but it's funny if you watch king of comedy it's the same setup of the the talk show host and the the famous comedian and the struggling obsessed comedian right but de niro's playing the other guy in oh that movie. interesting and of course taxi driver is very much a part of this movie right. too so he's in it to kind of link to the past, to those two, yeah. So he's yeah. Uh, he's switched roles. He's no longer the the young beaten down guy. Now uh-huh. he's the old successful guy. That's so cool. I uh, yeah. I that's what I really liked about it. Okay. Yeah, I liked that there wasn't a lot of like star power. Everyone kind of fit within this world, and even a character like Bruce Wayne's dad, who's Thomas Wayne. I can't remember his name. Jeffrey Wayne. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> You'd think that would be like some big handsome guy, but no, they didn't really go that way. They didn't put Alec Baldwin in. They yeah. put who I don't remember the actor's name. But that's good. And that is good. Yeah. I, I like that they did that. That nobody in this world looks like a movie star. Because mm-hmm. we tend to refer to people like you and I when we watch a movie. We'll be we'll refer to them by their actual name. We'll be like, oh, because Brad, their star Brad Pitt power is bigger Leonardo than DiCaprio and yeah. like Kate Winslet, and it's just like. They stop being that person in the character, and they just start being the famous person that they are. Yes. So that that was really worked well for me in this movie. Mm-hmm. So overall, how did you like Joker? It was fine to good. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I see those problems, but the problems don't overcome all of the good stuff that's no, in it. No, no, no. In the end... Because we could sit here and debate. We can make a full episode oh, we on could. Joker yeah, very no, easily. For sure. But in the end, it's a good, well-constructed movie. And it introduces you to a lot of cinematic techniques that have kind of been forgotten in the last couple of decades, really. So it's good. Go check it out. Go with an open mind. I give it like a, it's like a 7 out of 10 for me. It's good. I don't love it, but I thought it was good. I give it like a 6 out of 10, I think. Because oh. there were points where I really like had to stop and kind of check myself and be like, okay, I understand what's going on, and yet I feel like it's still over my head. So I didn't really like that 
it didn't hmm. leave me with a great feeling because I felt like I just didn't get it. And when I wonder I worked, if you're just like overthinking it and maybe. you're thinking that there's more to it than there is. Because I feel like I feel like it was pretty clear, and we talked about it after. And I think there's nothing that you were missing, but I do think it was a different style than we are often used to today. Right. That's but after fair. you watch all these Scorsese movies, I'm going to force <laughs> you to watch. You'll be like, oh yeah, this makes perfect oh, yeah, yeah. sense, <laughs> and I see where every shot came from. Maybe I went into it thinking it was going to be like a like a Captain America. Oh yeah, if you're thinking of that, then no, you're going to be very confused. Yeah. Go into it thinking you're watching a grimy movie from the 70s that takes place in New York and but it's Gotham. Maybe I need to rewatch it. Yeah. Just like figure out what I'm actually thinking. Watch it right after talking about Dog Day Afternoon like we did on this podcast. Okay. I'll listen to it's, this. It's the same world as Dog Day Afternoon it for is. sure. It is. Yeah, oh for sure. Yeah, they yeah. do a really good job of making it look like that. Well, I think we should get on to the main part of the episode. So last time I had picked It's a Wonderful Life and we yes. talked about that and I loved it. Sam was pretty positive on it. I was positive about it. But we're done with our Christmas season now and Samantha has a new movie to watch which is going to start off the new year. So I'm really excited because it's probably going to be like the best movie ever because you saved it for the first episode of the year. So the first episode of 2020 is going to be on... Bring it on, in it to win it. Bring it on again. Yeah. But not bring it on again. No. So this is actually bring it on four. Bring it on four. So I love the bring it on series as a whole. Yeah. I thought we were going to watch all of them at some point. But I kind of thought back to all the movies individually. Like if you're not watching a whole series, Mm -hmm. I feel like you're very forgiving in a series. You're like, as a whole, the bring it on movies are great. Individually, the second and the third one, I just kind of decided that I really can't get behind some aspects of it. So we're going to skip. They're no good, huh? They're not no good. You're admitting they're terrible. No, I am not. You heard it here. Samantha He's devoted Bring It On fan thinks two and three are not even worth watching. I never said that. I just said that I can't stand behind the fact that I love them. (laughs) I like them. You were afraid of another Bride Wars situation. I was because you were very, very strongly opposed to it. You hated Bride Wars more than I did. I did actually hate Bride Wars, yes. Um, So we're watching Bring It On number four. Before we get into this, Bring It On two is called Bring It On Again. Yes. Which I think is funny. Yeah. What's Bring It On three? Bring it on all or nothing. All or nothing. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. It's got Hayden Panettiere and Solange Knowles in it. Can you give us like a one sentence breakdown of two and three so we know okay. what we're getting into? All of the Bring It On movies are their own little world. So that you don't have to watch one to get no, the No. They're their own stories. There are some callbacks within the first four of um like the style so they all sure. start with that opening number that turns out to be a dream and then okay. they kind of end with the cast dancing to a song in oh, the like f- the blooper reel in the final credits yeah. yeah and like filming stuff and so bring it on again is about college cheerleaders so mm-hmm. two cheerleaders who go to college who get kicked off the team and start their own team called the Renegades. Oh, are they a ragtag bunch? Yes. Oh, I love that. Oh. Are they from like all different walks of dance life? Yes. Oh, so that... that's a good premise. Oh, see, I love that. I just didn't like it. It might be a bad movie though, but it I love it. 
there's so many good sports movies that it's a ragtag bunch and sometimes like, it's like Mighty Ducks right? yeah. like oh we have a figure skater and this person plays roller hockey and then we all come together yeah so there's like actors and dancers and mimes and like mimes yeah it, it's just like it's really great they're they, that seems fun they come together and then the rules are that your college can only have one team represent them at state national. Oh, so then they have to have a showdown so with the team a, that yes. kicked them off. Yeah. They weren't good enough and then they win and then they get to represent yes. their school. All right. Well, now I feel like I've seen it. Okay. Well, there you go. Sounds good. That's Bring all you it need on to again. Know. Yeah. I recommend it. It's it's kind of awkward and it doesn't go far enough either way to make it really like good, like really engaging. So, I feel like we can skip that. You've all now seen Bring It On Again. So, Bring it on all or nothing. It's number three. Is number three. Um, so it's about a girl who is on a team from a very like rich, affluent school, and uh, her dad loses her job, and they have to move to South Los Angeles. Oh, she gonna be on the Compton Clovers? No, I wish that they had done that, but they didn't. Um, but it's. Of that style of school, like, environment. So she's blonde. She's got all the, like, the the look of, like, a rich little white girl. And uh, she goes to this mostly black and Hispanic school and doesn't fit in. So she's bullied by most of the people at the school. And then um, she's also promised her old cheer team that they – she'll never cheer again. So she won't become a cheer whore. By cheering Ooh, for another. Is that what they call it? Apparently. I don't like that. They tried to make it. It's not a thing. <laughs> no, it's, it didn't bring it on. It is a thing. Though. It's not. Yep. Um. So then Rihanna has a competition. Rihanna. Rihanna. <laughs> the Rihanna. This sounds pretty good, too. Um. And they have this, like, big cheer competition to, and the thing you win is to be in Rihanna's next music video. Oh, she's playing Rihanna. Oh, yeah, she's playing herself. Okay. She's playing herself. Uh, so they end up competing against her old squad, and I think they win, and they get to be in the music video. But there's lots of, like, insults back and forth, and they try and kick her off the team because she lied about being on another team, and, yeah, it's it's not great. All right. Um, so we are watching Bring It On, In It to Win It, Um it's from 2007. It was straight to DVD, like the rest of the Bring It Ons, except for the first one. And uh, should we just watch a trailer? Bring It On is back with an all-new movie. The Sharks know they're the best cheerleading team in the country. The Jets know they're the best cheerleading team in the country. I love the smell of hairspray in the morning. But only one can win the All-Star Championships. Hell to the year. Let's bust some East Coast cheer attitude. Two teams. Two captains. How does it feel to be the center forward for losers? One passion. You need to stay focused. Stay in the cheer zone. Chill, Moss, only cheerleading. Now, to be the best. Neither of you have enough team members to compete now. Two rival teams will have to come together. Now you gotta bring it. And work harder than ever before. Because they're in it to win it. And their only hope. Oh my gosh. Is to bring it on. A double dragon crossover, huh? No one's ever done that before. 
with hot music by Ashley Tisdale, Hilary Duff, and more. Bring it on. In it to win it. So, what did you think? It looks fun. It's like fun. honestly, it looks it looks silly. It looks fun. Uh, have you seen West Side Story? Yes. It's, it's just West Side Story, right? Yeah, there's like a there's a showdown part that is literally West Side Story. Because yeah, it's jets and sharks. Yeah. And, so does one of the jets fall in love with one of the sharks? Is that yes. a thing? Yeah. It's just like campy fun, and yeah. it's one of those movies that just like leaves you with a good feeling. We'll see about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. So. It's ninety minutes. Nice. Yeah, I know you. I know you were getting after me for putting too many like long movies in my. Well, you can be a long movie, but I don't want to see a three-hour bring it on. No, no, no. Right. This kind of movie should be ninety minutes. Just quick and easy and great. And great. And great. So this is a great movie. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna remember that. <laughs> Audience out there, remember this is a great movie. It so is if great you movie. watch it. And see anything less than greatness, you can tweet at Sam and tell her you're angry at her. Okay. And disappointed. You say, I'm not angry. Just, just disappointed. disappointed. Okay. Um, well, you know, it might not be for everybody. So. Oh, walking that back real <laughs> fast. You know, I. Greatness is for everybody. Greatness is for everybody. Okay. I, this movie is great. I'm just going to stick with it. When I, my next campaign, my slogan is going to be greatness is for everybody. Oh, a man of the people. I am. You know me. I do. <laughs> okay. Well, um, 2007. So it's got a lot of like mid 2000s music in it. I heard Avril Lavigne, I think. Avril Lavigne. And they said um, Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. Yeah. Who else? Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Um, Ashley Tisdale. I don't know who that is. She's from High School Musical, so I've she never is... seen any of those actually. Okay, so she is a singer. Is okay. I'm really showing my age. <laughs> is High School Musical a show or a movie? It's three or four movies, and now there's a show on okay. Disney Plus. Okay, it's like just this month. Right, right. Yeah, so it got turned into a show, and I'm actually probably will end up watching the show too. Oh, I think I'm thinking of Glee. That's a TV show. Glee is a TV show. Both of them have people, they're both musicals, but there's music in that world. Like they're yes. actually- Yeah, like Glee is about show choir yeah. and High School Musical is about a high school musical. Oh, that's why they called it that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. now I get it. <laughs> there you go. But the, both shows, both series have the same kind of idea where the jock meets the nerdy girl and then they end up singing and being in the musical together. All right. Yeah, it's 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 a very similar premise. Um, okay, well, are you excited to watch this? What do you think happens? I think there's two rival teams. They fight all the time, but one falls in love with someone from the other team, and then they have to work together. They work together, and they can put aside their differences, and they achieve great results. Yes. Yeah. That end. Yeah. And it's filmed at Orlando Studios. The one thing I wish they would have done, because I just saw the trailer, both teams look a lot alike. Yeah. Like the two leads, I'm going to get them confused. You'd think you'd have them being opposites, like in mm-hmm. uh, the first Bring It On. The two teams looked very different there. I, I wonder like if they were trying to get away from the really racially, like, It sounds like teams. one of the other movies was like that too, right? Yeah, the um, three? Bring It On number three is like that. And it's very much a, like, black versus 
Hispanic, black and Hispanic versus white. And it's mm-hmm. very much like that's the main theme in the movie. Bring it on three. That's in Fields of Lavender. Yes. Yeah. Bring it on three. Rise of the Blood Queen. Yeah. All of them. Oh, that's a I would watch that. Oh. Uh, Bring it on seven. Rise of the Blood Queen. Vampires. Oh, I never associated that with vampires. I don't know why. Blood Queen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it just screams vampire to me. I wrote a movie once called uh, Rise of the Blood Queen. No vampires in it. She was a true crime novelist. The media dubbed her the Blood Queen. Uh, yeah, go she... watch that, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare Island 3? Four. 3, Rise of the Blood Queen. Oh, I hear that series is very good. Very good. Well, uh, well received by the critics. <laughs> yep. All <laughs> two of them that saw it. Well, should we go watch Bring It On, In It to Win It? Yeah, let's get in it. To, to win, win it. How many Bring It Ons are there? Uh, there are six. Ooh, how many are we going to watch? Um, I don't know. Because at first you wanted... I wanted to do all of them. When we started this podcast, I had to fight with Sam not to do all six as her first <laughs> six movies. <laughs> I'm glad I, I didn't. And now you're you're skipping them. I am. I'm a, a wiser, smarter Sam now. After that whole Bride Wars debacle. Yeah. Yeah. So sad. <laughs> so sad. Um, yeah, so I'll have to revisit the other Bring It On movies and see how much I love them. I feel like a couple of these haven't aged well, so I'll have to really watch it. But one of them is actually fairly recent, so in the last five years. Great. That, that's um, Worldwide Cheer Smack? Yes. <laughs> I remember that it's title. hashtag Worldwide Cheer Smack. Oh, my smack. God. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. That's maybe my favorite one. I watched it I've never seen when it. I was home recovering from foot surgery and thought it was great. <laughs> Were you on a lot of painkillers at the time? Yeah. See, that's why I have to like revisit it because <laughs> I am not 100% sure about my mental state while I was watching it. And now you had to think of things doubly because you had to think of like, oh, do I like this movie? And also... Can I say a single sentence of why I like this movie that holds up when Indy's angry? <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> My whole view of movies has changed now. Because we did that whole episode on Holiday in the Wild, and you never once told me a good thing about it. You'd just be like, mm, I don't care. It's good. <laughs> well, let's watch Bring It On. This one looks better. Yeah. I'm excited it's for it. It's fun. It's super fun. And um, I think you might enjoy it. That's the greatest endorsement I've ever heard from you. I you might, might enjoy it. it. I think that was on the poster for the movie. <laughs> it just had a picture of Ebert shrugging and then said, you might enjoy it. Oh. All right. Well, we have our homework for next week. We're going to be hanging out and watching some Cheer Smack. No, not Cheer Smack. Some In it to win We're going to get in it to win it. Uh, you do the same. And we'll see you again here next week. Same cheer time, same cheer channel. Actually, it's at whatever time because it's a podcast. Yeah, you and it's not on literally channel, listen to it anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and how can people follow us if they think that just listening to our beautiful voices is not enough? Where can they get more content? They can find us on Instagram and Twitter at I-L-T-Y-S and the number two. You can email us long-form letters about how much you love our podcast at I love this, you should, and the number two at gmail.com. Is it a different email for hate mail? No, it's the same, same one. one. Oh, okay, we don't yeah, get hate mail, so 
It's not a problem. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see how this movie goes. I might have some hate mail. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll see. You can't email your own podcast hate mail. Why not? Because. Because. That's not a reason. Because you're supposed to be a fan of your own podcast. What well, if it's they make me watch a bad movie, I'm going to be angry. They being me? Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't gotten over Holiday in the Wild. Okay. Well. You can also find us on Facebook at I Love This You Should Too Dash Podcast, and we will see you next week when we talk about how much indie love to bring it on in it to win it. Yeah. It's going to be the best one yet. Best one yet. No, it's a dog house. house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.